welcome to The Prosper Project, the show that helps entrepreneurs build brands that impact the world and the bottom line. We know that success doesn't come in a one-size-fits-all package. That's why we're bringing you adaptable marketing strategies along with valuable insights from inspiring changemakers, firebrands, and visionaries. I'm Lorraine Sugart, founder of the disruptive brand agency, Prosper for Purpose. Now for this week's episode. Hi, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of the Prosper Project. Today, we're going to talk numbers. There is a prolific narrative that finance is hard and not for the average person. Often the first image that the term conjures up is of a miserable bookkeeper hunched over a calculator staring at complex graphs. However, my next guest says that that is not so, that that does not have to be the narrative that you continue with. After spending more than 10 years in the boardroom as a corporate finance officer, Danielle Hayden is all too familiar with these stereotypes. When people, and let's face it, especially women, get turned off by financial analysis, it causes dreams to either be put off completely or on the back burner so that they don't have to deal with what seems to be an insurmountable obstacle. So welcome to the podcast, Danielle. How are you? Oh, thank you so much for having me here. This is my absolute favorite thing to do. So I'm excited to be here with you. Good, good. Because this is a topic that comes up a lot, even when I'm talking to people that I work with and they say, you know, I'll say, what is like your marketing budget or what have you done in the past? And they're like, oh, I don't know, you know, numbers and I, I don't really look at that. Or I let my bookkeeper look at those things, but they don't really know those off the top of their head. So for someone listening today, let's start with the obvious, the first question, right? Like, why is it so important that every entrepreneur pay and really every person in life pay attention to their finances? Yeah. So I call it a harsh reality. We have a responsibility to know our numbers. When we went into business and we started collecting payments from our customers and we started paying vendors, we became a responsible person that we have to know that information in order to be able to continue to service our customers. We have to know that information in order to continue doing business with our vendors. If we're starting to hire contractors or employees, We have to have this information in order to stay in business, to be able to thrive in the economy in which we live in. So I think of this these days less as a luxury or a nice to have and more of a requirement. And we need to be responsible business owners. We can't tell ourselves a story. I'm not a money person and just let it go, right? Once we go into business, we have to become some type of money person. And that has a long range, right? I understand it's difficult and I understand that there's a long road, but we have to be responsible for our businesses. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that is so true and so important. And I will be a hundred percent transparent and say, I was one of those new entrepreneurs that just went into this thinking, this is kind of the elephant in the room that I know I need to get my arms around it and understand it, but I'm not sure how to start. And before I tell you what I did, because who knows, maybe it was wrong. Tell me, you know, depending on, well, it doesn't matter how long you've been in business. What is the first step? If someone's like, 
as long as I am not at a loss at the end of the month, I feel like I'm doing well. What would you say to that person? What is the next right step they should take? Well, first of all, let me just say you're not alone, right? So I am not over here on any type of high horse saying, you know, preaching to you. I was where you were as well. So no, you were was, and I will never forget the moment that changed everything for me. So it was my first year in business and we were a CFO consulting firm at the time. So I was really busy looking at high level strategy with business owners. And I wasn't looking at my own details. So I had not been doing my own bookkeeping. I ignored how much to pay myself. I ignored looking at my numbers while I made business decisions. I did my bookkeeping the month before I went to go see my tax account. And I will never forget the feeling I felt when I was driving to the tax account that day. I mean, I felt sick to my stomach and I was so ashamed because I knew better, right? My mom always said, there's two things in life that are guaranteed. You're going to pay taxes and you're going to die. And so I was sitting there on the way to see this tax account and thinking, Danielle, you are in the field and you know that you have to pay taxes every year. What are you doing? And so I remember meeting with uh, his name's Joe. I, I'll never forget meeting Joe that day and the sick, shameful feeling that I felt. I mean, it was like a hot, sticky day and it was humid and it just, I felt gross, right? It felt like that hot, humid, sticky day. I was in so much pain walking into that office. I was ashamed. And I walked out of that office on a mission to make sure that I and no other business owner ever had to feel that way again. So I am with you. I get it. And everything that we've put together at Kickstarter Kind has been formed through that framework I created to ensure that when we get to tax time, that when we get to our business decisions, that we are already empowered. Does that make sense? Yeah, total sense. And that's the perfect segue. So tell us about your business, what you do and who you serve. Yeah. So Kickstarter County Inc., we work with mostly women business owners. We work through bookkeeping. Bookkeeping is the foundation of what we do. However, our mission is really to help business owners understand their numbers so they can make better business decisions. So through having accurate and on-time financials, and then having an accountability partner sending you an easy to read financial snapshot each month, you are able to step into power, kind of release the shame and understand that information and then have a safe space. That's no judgment, right? It's just completely safe to say, Danielle, I have no idea what you're talking about. Right? <laughs> like, How nice would that be to have a safe place to come and say, can you please repeat that? Because what you just said is gibberish. Please try again. <laughs> yeah. We work with our clients until they feel confident. That's great. I love that. And so that's one of the obstacles too, I think for women, because we do think about this kind of bro culture of accountants are men and they look at women like they're, you know, this is what we make up, right? Whether it's true or not you know, they're going to look at me and you obviously felt this going to see your accountant. I'm going to see this guy, this accountant guy. 
and he's going to look at me and it's going to be worse because this is what I'm supposed to be doing for my clients. And he's going to think, I'm making this up, but you know, I can imagine if I were you, I'd be thinking he's going to look at me and say, what kind of business are you running? You're not even doing your own financials. But I also know that, you know, I'm in marketing and PR and we don't treat ourselves like we're a client, right? We take care of everybody else. And then it's like, oh, I should be doing this for myself as well. So sometimes those wake up calls are really, it's good to go through the anxiety to get to the other side. Absolutely. And look, let's be clear. Joe did shake his head at me that day. <laughs> he had a certain talking to, but it doesn't have to be that way. And that's really why I started Kickstart. So we have a staff that is fully ran by women. So we, one, we get to have a career in a male dominated field, able to give our team members that type of career. And then we have to have this safe space where women can come to us and be able to talk about this really difficult topic, right? Like think about, again, I still remember my mom saying to me when I was a kid, Danielle, when you go out in the world, you don't talk about money, you don't talk about religion, and you don't talk about politics, right? Were you told that when you were a kid? Absolutely. Money, religion, and politics. We grow up and it's like if someone would bring up how much money they made or what a job was offering, we'd look at them like, oh, that's so inappropriate. Yeah. I remember going through my first you know, dinners and stuff. And my mom was like, do not touch those topics. And I have pre, right? Like she wasn't being ill-intentioned. Like that was no culture, right? But that is the story that we have around our money mindset. And therefore we're carrying that into our businesses. And we feel like it's something to be shameful, something to keep behind closed doors, something we don't talk about, something we don't address because it's that taboo topic. So, so I have a couple of questions came up from that. So first of all, I guess if someone is working with an accountant now, how do they know, or a bookkeeper, how do they know that, and maybe take a minute and explain the difference between those two yeah. and then how to choose who you work with. Cause that's my big question. Like, how do we know? Cause making change is hard, but let's start with what's the difference between a bookkeeper and an accountant. And do you need both? Yeah. It's so interesting. I had no idea. There were so many terms for all these different pieces of the field when I started this business eight years ago. So I believe that you need four people on your team as a business owner. First, you need a bookkeeper. If you're bookkeeping, is not correct, you can literally fire everybody else and not run your business because you do not have accurate or on-time financials. And it pains me to hear, I have my brother, my sister-in-law, my aunts, my neighbor, my whatever down the street helping me with my bookkeeper because they're free or they're cheap. Well, guess what? They're probably not qualified. And your bookkeeping is what you build the rest of the foundational pieces on. It's like building a house on a swamp. You literally are, cannot continue to build a house. So the bookkeeper is the most important. And that is going to be the person who records all of the transactions. So as you're out making money, spending money, they're in the background in your accounting system, processing all the transactions. Now, just want to pause. It does not matter how big or how small your business is. Every single business owner needs to have bookkeeping in their business. So if you're doing $50,000 a year, you need to have bookkeeping. If you're doing $250,000 a year, 
in revenue, you need bookkeeping, right? It's the same because you are all going to file your taxes. So the next person is your CPA, your tax accountant. Now that's usually the first person that we hear people hire because you have to file your taxes at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of people will hire a tax accountant and then they'll try to have their tax accountant be their bookkeeper and their business coach because that's the first person to hire. And so business owners are over here getting frustrated. I cannot tell you how many times I've heard this. A client will say to me, well, I was trying to ask my tax accountant this question, this question, they weren't responding to me or they weren't giving me thorough answers. And I was like, well, you weren't asking them about your tax return or your tax credit, <laughs> right? right? So if you're asking them something that's outside of their wheelhouse, they're not going to know how to answer it. Tax accountants went to school to be tax accountants. They don't know how to be a business owner any more than you know how to be a business owner. Just like you went into business for your craft, they went into business for their craft and they are learning the business side of the business just like you. So our tax accountant does nothing for us other than file our year in tax return and provide tax strategy. Now your bookkeeper and your tax accountant can talk and they can work together, but they should be two different companies. And this is really important because we need checks and balance. Oh, interesting. Okay. And I hear too often that people are using the same firm for one thing because they want it to be easy. Well, it shouldn't be easy. We need to have checks and balance to make sure that our books are accurate. I hear tax accountants make changes in the books all the time for tax reasons. Ladies and gentlemen, we are in business to run a business, not to pay our taxes. And so we need to run our books to manage our business. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. And I do have a separate bookkeeper and accountant. So that's good to hear. Separate companies. <laughs> yeah. All right. We have two other people on, on the team. Then we have our financial advisor. Our financial advisor will be somebody who helps you plan for tech or plans for retirement, insurance. They make sure that you are planning for wealth. And then lastly, it's a business coach because your bookkeeper is not your business coach. Mm-hmm. The bookkeeper can arm you and your coach with the information that you need but they are not the same people. And so it's really important that we have all four people. I love that. So what would you say to that $50,000 entrepreneur who's just starting out? Or I I usually say people between 50 and their first 6K, because we know that first, you know, making that first $100,000 is a big deal for a lot of people. And so they may be listening to this and saying, well, you know, I'm hovering around 75, 80. I can't afford four people. What would you tell them to do? And in what order, I guess, should they, I mean, obviously you have to have someone do your taxes, but what order would you tell them to kind of go about it and what's reasonable? Yeah. So you had asked me the question originally, how do you find the right person? Yes. And the right person will have pricing for you that fits your size business. So when we work with clients at Kickstarter Accounting Inc., we have packages that start for the business owner who is making $75,000 a year. So the person who's making $75,000 a year is not paying the same price as the person bringing in a million dollars a year. And there's fewer transactions that you have to align typically as well. So that makes a lot of sense. So when you're looking for the right person, you'll find people who have pricing for your size of business. Got it. But I want you to go in that same order, right? We cannot file our taxes without a bookkeeper. You are going to overpay or underpay. Your taxes will not be correct, right? Like 
I hear so many people afraid of being audited, but then they don't have bookkeeping. Yeah, they should be afraid then, right? Having clean and clear bookkeeping is the number one strategy to avoid an audit. So first and foremost, we have to build the foundation up. Let's find bookkeeping support at a price point that's going to support where we are in business today. And we'll find a tax accountant who works alongside your bookkeeper, who's going to talk to you as a business owner who's going to talk to you in a way that's going to be patient to explain that tax return to you. I put investment or financial advisor in there. There's a lot of financial advisors out there that you don't need to have a million dollars first, but I don't want anyone to not think about creating a future or a legacy. We don't need to wait until we're bringing in a million dollars. We don't need to wait. We need to be working towards our future from the beginning because those habits are going to create the habits or a lifelong business owner. Yeah, no, that's really, really good. And I think that, you know, for people starting out, they're kind of functioning as their own CFO. And we don't necessarily think about that. Correct me if I'm wrong, because you start out as your own CEO, but you're also your own CFO and you're looking for advisors. But then eventually, in my experience, that's something that you want to offload to someone who is more seasoned, who's looking at a lot of business and can advise you in that way, correct? So a CFO is a totally different, I'm going to call it like ball game, right? I was speaking at a mastermind group this morning and we had a lengthy conversation about CFOs. So a CFO is a strategic individual who their priority is to align your finances to the strategy of your business. Now, yes, you as the CEO are also the CFO in your business. And that's probably going to stay that way for a very long time. We don't see it being advantageous to bring on a fractional or in-house CFO until we're doing between three and $5 million a year. So if you have the right bookkeeping and coach, you shouldn't need that CFO until you're doing several million dollars a year. Okay. That's really interesting. That's worth making note of. I was not aware of that. Yeah, absolutely. You know, that a business coach is going to help you mm-hmm. work through the strategy of your business and your bookkeeper is going to help align the finances and the bookkeeping along those strategies and then hold you accountable by sending you financial statements. At our company, we call them the financial snapshot, but they're going to mm-hmm. help you see that information at a high level. So yeah, we don't need to start bringing in CFOs in our business quite yet. So what should we expect from, I mean, we know what we expect from a tax accountant. Most of us, even if we've been employed somewhere else, we know that you take your information, your bank statements, what have you to your tax accountant, they file your taxes. I want to backtrack to the bookkeeper then, but Is there anything special you think entrepreneurs should look for in a tax accountant? The most important thing to look for is somebody that's going to have a conversation with you. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, the IRS and the government has kind of set up the entire industry for failure. They expect everyone to get hundreds of returns done before this crazy deadline. And you have such a short period of time to get that done in. And unfortunately, it creates a lot of tax accountants who are transactional because they're trying to get as many returns done as possible. And the tax firm that we partner with, KSATP, we take a very different approach there. And so you have a time, and it might be after the deadline, 
that you get to speak to somebody and walk through your return and ask questions or have them review it with you. Uh, Make sure that you're paying yourself enough. Make sure you're taking enough draws. Make sure that you're set up in a way that you're taking advantage of the tax strategies that are available for you. So I think it's finding somebody who you can actually talk to that's not going to treat you like a transaction. That's perfect. So then when you were mentioning the questions, it comes to mind that how do you know what questions to ask? Or are you looking to go in and have the tax accountant kind of say, this is what I saw in your returns. And these are questions I want to ask you about so I can better advise you how to save more. Is it both? It should be both, right? So you might have questions, right? Like, hey, I heard about these five strategies. Did you consider them? So you might have questions for your tax accountant, but then your tax accountant will also say, here are the deductions that I found on your behalf. Here are the things that I looked for that you weren't qualified for. Or here are some of the strategies that I think would be helpful for you to implement this year. That's great. And what about a bookkeeper? Should we expect that we get a monthly snapshot and that's it from our bookkeepers? Or how do we know that we have the right relationship with our bookkeeper? Yeah. So unfortunately, I've heard of bookkeeping firms not even sending financial statements. It, yes. I know of people who they don't know what accounting system they're in. They don't know how to access it. They don't get financials. It is like criminal in my opinion. So from your bookkeeping team, you should at a minimum be receiving ask client questions. So any questions that your bookkeeper has for you. And if you're not receiving them, they might not have any questions, but they should be willing to get on a call with you at least quarterly to run through how they're categorizing things to make sure that you guys are in alignment. And then at the end of the month or the quarter, you should be receiving your financial statements along with some type of analysis of financials. Our financial snapshot walks clients through their financial statements and just highlights those key pieces of information that we need to bring our attention to. And then we hit, we theme it every month. So every month there's a little bit of a different theme. Like next month we're talking about debt. In two months, we're talking about the three numbers every business owner should know. So we'll theme that every month so that we're bringing your attention to a different area of your financial statements. We don't need to look at every single line. We don't need to look at every single analysis available every month. So your bookkeeper should be able to bring your attention to things that need your attention as they come up. That's great. That's really, really helpful. So you are so knowledgeable because you are a former CFO. So can you tell us a little bit about your entrepreneurial journey? Yeah. So I actually loved corporate. So, you know, there's some people who are corporate dropouts that hated every moment of corporate and I loved every moment of it. So (laughs) I got to work with a really intelligent management team and CEO, board of directors. I worked for another company who had several investors, private equity firms, and I got a ton of experience. However, I'll never forget the moment that I decided that I wanted to start Kickstarter. I was sitting in this boardroom and I had spent weeks, hours, hours and hours and hours preparing this presentation. And then I was working with the rest of our management team to make sure that we had action that was going to be taken because we weren't hitting our budget. Mm -hmm. So when we presented our numbers to the private equity firm, they would get really upset if we were under our numbers and not hitting budget. 
And we had worked so hard to come up with a plan. And I was sitting in this room. I remember as women, when the weather starts getting nice, you're like, oh, I'm going to wear that really cute dress that I've been hoarding on to. Yeah, 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 yeah. But then the air conditioning's on. All these guys are in suits, but you're freezing your butt off because you're wearing. Yeah. I mean, I was wearing sandals, a super cute dress. You know, you always get really dressed up for these things. And I remember sitting there thinking, I don't want to make the rich rich anymore. Mm. I am cutting jobs. I'm cutting subscriptions. I am cutting things that we need for operations in order for us to hit a budget, in order for us to hit a profit so that our private equity firm continues to make money. And so I decided in that moment, as I was freezing my butt off and I was drinking more coffee because I was exhausted from putting together all this information, Mm. that I was going to take everything that these super intelligent people had taught me And I was going to bring that to entrepreneurship so that as you're making $50,000 a year, as you're making $150,000 a year, that you get the same exact information that my CEO was getting, that same information that that private equity firm was making, because you as the business owner deserve to be able to make the same type of business decisions so that you can have a profitable, sustainable, healthy business and you get to take home the profits and you get to create generational wealth for you and your family. I love that so much. That's so powerful. So how can people learn more about working with you? Yeah. Kickstartedcountyinc.com is our website. You can go and book a call, talk to my team and I, Uh, you can also go to kickstartedcountyinc.com slash money mindset. We just recently launched a program that historically was only available for our clients and we're launching it to the public and really excited about this program because what I learned was that although business owners want to know the numbers, more importantly, we need to understand why we're so scared of them. So that when you start getting the financial statements from your bookkeeper or the snapshot, that you actually open our email. So it's working through understanding our money mindset. So you can go to kickstartedcountyinc.com slash money mindset. We have our podcast, Entrepreneur Money Stories. If you want to dig in further to this content, love to see you all there. Yeah, and we will have all those links in the show notes so that you all can click through and check them out. So I have one last question for you. It's the question I ask all my guests because this is called the Prosper Project. What does it mean for you to prosper, Danielle? I was thinking about this question before I I came on and this has changed throughout the years. Originally, I wanted to make sure that I had enough time and energy to be both a mother and a business owner. And although I still want that, my kids are older and I am really dedicated to helping 1 million women understand their numbers. So that's through our podcast, our courses, programs, our services, and our employees and team members. So I am just on a mission to really pour into the community and be a resource as much as possible. I love that. That's so powerful. Danielle Hayden, thank you so much for being my guest today on the Prosper Project. And to all of you listening, please go to the show notes and learn more about Danielle and her company and get some ideas about how you can get more comfortable with your numbers. Thanks for joining me today. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of The Prosper Project. 
If you want to grow a peerless, profitable brand, please hit the subscribe button so you never miss an episode. And if you find value in our show, please help us reach others by sharing an episode and leaving a review. In appreciation, please visit prosperforpurpose.com for more free resources to help you grow your business.